Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Off the Post, the bi-weekly, no, actually that's a lie, the weekly New York Rangers podcast where we, being Joe Fortunato and Michael Murphy, answer you, being you, the person who's listening to this, your questions on the New York Rangers. I am Joe Fortunato. I'm joined by Merkel Murphy. Merkel? Yep. Tap tap. Merkel doesn't really speak, so it's going to be part. It's going to be a problem, I think. Yep. Yep. Tap tap. Good old. Good old. Merkel. We also have Kaylin with us. She's on your lap. And we, we, we do. She's on my lap. She's normally she's, she's asleep by this point. She's a little she's rowdy. Pissed. This week. Okay. She's what pissed. other What other Rangers podcast gives you the adorable mewling of a of a fresh born babe? Of a what does it? Well, I don't know. Is she fresh babe? born at this point? I don't think she I is. Don't know. How old is Kaylin now? Nineteen. She's sixteen months. Sixteen months. Yeah, gotta get a job soon. I know she's got a. She's basically in job territory right now. Actually, gotta get she's those got little little baby hands. Goddamn that, uh, bum that she hasn't gotten a job yet. So those little turning the little gears. There's the, that the to machine. the questions. Phil, questions. not Phil. our Phil. Frederick Clayson, new contract? Yes or no? By the way, hello Joe and Mike. Uh, I think the Rangers should give him a new contract. There is a zero percent chance they will, but I think they should. Yeah, even in the uh, in the final game of the season in the MSG pro- broadcast, they they talked about like how you know Freddie Clayson was like just a a fun guy to have around the locker room, and they said I think it was Joe just saying you know he wants to be back here next season. We'll have to uh, I don't know, Sam. We'll have to see what happens. I forget the way you phrased it, but I was like, oh fuck. He is an RFA, is he not? <laughs> he is an RFA. So the um, Rangers are going to have to do so, unless they don't qualify him, which feels like it would be an insane decision to make. He, you can so make like, a case he was the Rangers' best defenseman. Yeah, if you're, if you're at least for the, the first half of the year, if you're in the Church of Numbers, the Church of Analytics, and you really appreciate church. the the ability. For defensemen to play defense, the actual in the defensive zone, I think it's it's not at all a stretch to say that Clayson was the Rangers' best defensive defenseman, not Mark Stahl, um, which a lot of people still seem to think is the case. And I get it, you know, loyalism and all all those nice things. But Clayson was, by the numbers, a really exceptionally effective defenseman in his own zone. He's never had that other dimension to his game. That doesn't mean he's not an NHL defenseman. The problem is, Joe, the Rangers have all the guys they have from this season, my sweet, sweet Joe, with your your thighs filled with milk and your heart filled with lies. They have Pionk, D'Angelo, and Clayson, who are RFAs. Everyone else is signed. And Lieber Hayek, few years. Lieber Hayek looked promising in his brief little the brief window we saw him we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen with john gilmore he's a ufa chances <laughs> are he's just gone see Kalen wants john gilmore back um yeah i i want him back i don't i'm not convinced he will be back but they have to at least qualify him um the question then becomes does the poor kid 
poor guy because he's not really a kid. Um, the poor guy. He's an he's adult. 26. An adult Does man. he just end up getting sent down and on the waiver wire, which I feel like is kind of, unfortunately, the future for Clayson, which sucks because uh, he was great. <laughs> like to, to put it bluntly, he was really great this year. We only got to see a little bit of him, as you said, because he got That's banged sad. up and uh, the Adam McQuaid situation yeah, definitely didn't help. Yeah. But uh, BR3TT asks, post-1994, what have your top 10 Ranger playoff series been? We're not going to answer that now, Brett. Um, we're, Mike and I are doing a series with Eric Cohn where we're going to do like top 10 lists, and I'm going to include that there so that we have the appropriate amount of time to answer a question like that. Um, Can we just do our top one? I, yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, I don't like the attitude you brought to this. Well, I mean, we're, we haven't had really any thought about it, but fine. Go ahead. Your top one. You're going to ruin the best part of the the episode. But by all means, Michael, go ahead. It's all about you. Sometimes I like to eat dessert first. I can't help it. Um, it's got to probably be the Rangers. What is it? The, is the Their victory over the Capitals um, in... The 2015 playoffs. So it was the second round of the Eastern Conference. Um, they, Capitals won Game One. Rangers won Game Two. Caps won. They were Capitals were up three to one, and the yeah, Rangers the, came all the, the way Capitals back. The, and the I'll tell you what. Back. I'm not going to ruin my number one, but so that, that series good. was my number two. That that's series my would make one. my number two. That's my number one. Um, and that step on goal may be one of the best moments I was ever at live. Two so. OT goals for the Rangers yeah, in game that's, five that's gonna, and seven. It's going to be a good show. I, you can't beat that one, man. Uh, our Beth. Beth our Macklin. Beth. Disguised in sunglasses and a baseball cap. Can this returning team, which was much better by the end of spring and will likely improve next season, really rebuild productively for another season enough to get desirable 20 picks? Um, that's an interesting question, Mike. Tackle it. Can they be good enough and still get good picks? What do you mean? I think she's saying that are they going to be rebuilding or are they going to get another lottery oh, series in 2020? Oh. That's a great question. It all depends on free agency. Um, and I feel like it depends on the full story of free agency. Because if you just stick Panarin into this lineup, this team's a lot more fun. and they're Just gonna, stick them right in. They're going to win more games, but they're also not going to be a great team. Um, it's, uh, and you know, it's, I know, what was it? I forget who wrote it, but someone... I think it was might have been Brooksy or at least someone from the post. The offseason hinges on Panarin and Kevin Hayes, and said, "Really, Kevin Hayes is back in the discussion again?" But uh, I don't know. I I feel like if if this organization does what I I want them to do selfishly, it's give the kids a chance to play and let young talented players in the organization play around someone like a Panarin that they bring in, and. Whatever happens, happens, Joe, for me there. Like, if if they look like maybe they can get into the playoffs, that's fine. But don't be a buyer. Mm-hmm. If they look like they're maybe a fringe playoff team, you trade Kreider. You know what I mean? You, you kind of read and react to what happens with the team you have. Because who the hell knows what Hedo looks like in training camp. And the same is true of Anderson and Howden. Like, a lot can change with the development of these kids and we saw a lot of little flashes that make things really interesting. So I'm going to lean towards, you know, this team. If things, if a lot of things go right, which I don't necessarily think they will, they could be a team that 
you know, starts taking strides towards being a playoff team or at least contending for a wild card spot. But I don't think they should be in any rush to make that their identity yet. I feel like they have to trust in the rebuild process. If they don't fix the defense, they're going to be a lottery team regardless of of who they bring in. So that's Yeah, because the the defense is the... And, you know, people mention Eric Carlson in free agency, but even if you just plug Carlson in here, that doesn't fix the defense, Joe. This this defense has deep-seated problems, but I feel like the, the, the young forward group here is fun. Um, it might be fun and good enough to get this team, you know, uh, what is it? The Rangers missed, they were 50 points behind the fucking lightning in the standings. And they were 20 points behind the final wildcard spot. They were 156 goals away. Like the lightning had a hundred. I think their goal differential was 103. The Rangers were negative. So they're still, they're much closer to being in the lottery picture. Yeah. Than 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 a cup contender, even a wildcard team. But Um, if everything goes really right, you never know. But I lean towards the rebuild lasts at least another year. Hockey musings. If the Rangers get the first from Tampa, so that would mean Tampa winning the Stanley Cup, do they package two to three firsts to move up in the draft? Um, no, because you're not going to get a f- the first or second overall pick, and there's no point in moving up otherwise. Everybody from three to eight is pretty much all in the same tier of player, so it's you want to get one or two, and none of those teams are trading those picks, not for three first-round picks, not for like, yeah. even if it's, I don't care if it's 8, 15, and 31, which it won't be, it'll be really 8, 22, and 31, you're not, you know, set five, even if it's three, 3, 18, you know, 31, whatever it is, you're not moving up, it's not happening. Furthermore, so. if you're the Rangers, you're an organization that I think you can argue in the case of quantity over quality, if we're talking about the right types of quantity, right? If you were talking about a bunch of like A minus prospects versus one A plus prospect, given what this prospect pool is, like we just talked about this defense. Take the quality, quantity. You take the, the quantity, quantity more. Yeah, you take, want more if you it's want that. more, especially if you're still getting valuable uh. prospects. See, Kalen likes that. There you go. Question answer. I'm doing a terrible job muting her. A ter- okay. Like an absolutely terrible job. She's she's already a podcast co-host. She's doing great. There you go. She just got her first job. There it is. Um, Kaspar Petius. Uh, extending Kreider and other players closing on the age of 30 for longer contracts can be seen as a great risk. Panarin will be 28 at the beginning of next season. With the money and length of his contract, did the same thoughts not apply to him? Well, they do, but Panarin is a superstar, and Kreider is not a superstar. Panarin is 26. Panarin's 26. Oh, so he'll only be 27 when that contract kicks in. He's also... And I get it. It's going to be seven years, $11 million per year. Like, don't get me wrong. It is a shitload of money, but you get superstars when you can. You have to. You don't have a choice because it's so hard to get them, and you need a superstar to win a Stanley Cup. But the reality of the situation is Panarin, he's only been in the NHL for what? We're talking four years now, I believe. Yeah, not, not so, a lot of tread on the... Uh, I mean, plenty of tread left on the tires. Yeah, he, he played in the KHL. He doesn't have as many... Uh, no, Mike, he's 27. Oh, Cap... So he Cap will Friendly be 28 in October. No, Cap... I'm on Cap Friendly right now. They have him as, as 27. Oh, I'm looking at the free agent market. I'm sorry. There it is. He's there on he October is. 30th, baby, on yes. 1991. So, yeah, he is 27. So he, he doesn't have as many miles on him. He played a lot in the KHL. Like I said, four years of NHL experience. He only has 322 NHL games. The KHL is not nearly as physical as the NHL is. 
you, you go for superstar talent when you can get it. That's the point. That's all it is. Yeah, that's kind of the bottom line. Uh, again, sorry for goofing up the age. I was looking at the wrong part of Captain. That's okay. Um, I have my daughter on my lap, and she's making noise. So, so like the difference between a Kreider and a Panarin, Joe. Like, if I asked you, Joe, name me twelve left wingers better than Artemi Panarin in the league right now. Like, I don't think you could really do it. You could maybe be like, ah, I could pull off three or four, and then all of a sudden, it's it's a different story. Whereas, if you know, if we're talking about wingers who are better than a Chris Kreider. It's a pretty fucking long list, right? This is a franchise player we're talking about that's in his prime and entering, you know, the better... He still has a lot of prime years ahead of him. And that's what the Rangers will pay for. Um, and the way it lines up is pretty pretty good. If Because he'll be... He's 27 now, which means he'll be 28 at the end of October. So when he signs his deal, he will be 27. But if he's 28 now and the Rangers sign him for seven years, you know, he'll be 35 um, you're not getting the the years where he slows down, and especially when you factor in, you know how few games he's played in the NHL. This is, believe it or not, this is just his fourth season in the NHL. That's crazy, because it feels like he's been around for a long time, but he's just seventy-seven points, seventy-four points, eighty-two points, eighty-seven points. This is a guy you you break the piggy bank for. And yeah, it's, there there is risk involved, just like there's risk involved in any big contract. On the flagship show, we talked about some of Sather's uh, ballsier and often... No, ballsier. Normally, be, you're not the dirty one. Well, ballsier isn't that filthy. It's PG. Yeah, it's about testicles. Yeah. I mean, it's about balls. That's how we all Hanging got balls. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. But I, I, I like... I understand why some people be like, why are we signing a guy who's not, you know, he's 28, but if you think big picture, it makes all the sense in the world. Even if you're, if the Rangers are still focused on the rebuild, you still go for Panarin. You really do. Like, you go for him because he's there. And uh, you get superstar you talent all, whenever you, you have can get it. all the cap space. You don't have the player of that caliber yet. He's going to be good. When the Rangers get back into being a playoff team, he's still going to be great. And that's why it fits. It's just it, everything lines up. If he was three years older, we would maybe, you know, second guess things. But Or if he had like a severe injury history, but none of those things are the case. He's good to go. Good to go. Right, Mike, this is the most important question of the entire episode. Okay. Oh. It's Blue Shirt Andy. Hi, Mike and Joey. I don't know why he calls me Joey. I have a daughter about a month older than Joey's and was wondering, which show is better, Paw Patrol or Puppy Dog Pals? Get it right, and I'll resubscribe as a Patreon patron. We will not respond to terrorist threats. Uh, Michael, you don't have a child. Do you know what either of these two things are? I would imagine Paw Patrol involves some sort of uh, dog police force. You're kind of close. It's it's definitely, you know, dogs saving the day. Puppy Dog Pals is about two pugs that are brothers who have a cat sister and a robot dog friend. Nope. And their their dad is Bob and he's an inventor and they go all around the world and they solve they do things for Bob. I want the uh the the law enforcement dog. Well, there's... you're fucking stupid. We're a puppy dog pal family, Andy, okay? We're Disney all the way. So it's you know puppy what, dog Joe? pals. We give a different answer. That way we get him back no matter what. That's true. I think only my answer is the one that will uh, 
you know, he, he addressed re- me first, but Andy he did. did it. Okay, so Joe. there you go, Andy. You have he to you have to be a patron, but it is it's Puppy Dog Pals. That's the correct answer. I prefer the SWAT dog team that uh, will drop they're a not, tear they're... a tear gas canister and pull it with his canine tooth, kick into a room, and then uh, go straight for the throat. Yeah, but the Puppy Dog Pals have the robot dog, and it can do anything. His name is Arf. It can do anything. That's boring. it. Can do anything. Superman's boring. He can do anything. That's bullshit. Okay, enough of you. M. D'Alessio, what do you guys think of changing... I'm sorry, I read this question wrong. What do you think of these changes to the draft lottery to prevent tanking? Can't have the overall number one pick back-to-back years. One to eight, all of the same odds for the top three. And number one overall, nine to 12 is slightly worse odds. Then one to eight, and, you know, 13 to 16, so on and so forth. Michael, your thoughts? I kind of like you can't have the first back-to-back. But, um, I don't know. Beyond that, what is it? Three through eight has the same odds? Was that it? Yeah, so, well, basically one to eight. Let's read this again. One to eight, all of the same odds for the top oh, three one and number to one overall. The same odds. Okay. See, here's the thing, though. I don't really, I do agree you can't get the number one overall back to back. I the, like that in principle. Like one of the things that I saw. Like, the NBA moved to this strategy, I think, where the, the bottom four teams all have the same, you know, chances at the number one overall pick. Part of me hates that because, like, the Knicks are easily the worst team in the league, and they may be punished. And here's the thing. One thing that I saw that was discussed a while ago, and I think it was actually Bill Simmons, but I'm not – I don't think he – he's where I saw it, but I don't think he was the one who came up with it. It's called the wheel. You ever heard of the wheel, Michael? Yeah, yes. I've heard of that. No, you're not responding. I'm sorry, I put myself on mute so you don't yell at me anymore. Did, did, have you ever heard of the wheel? I think so. I think you, you've it, explained this to me once It predetermines before. your draft pick for 31 years. Every team gets a different slot on the wheel, and one year you pick first overall, the next year you pick 30th overall, the next year you pick 18th overall, so on and so forth, until you get through all 1 through 31. And it doesn't matter how good you are. There's no deviation. If you are the number one team and you win the Stanley Cup, congratulations. You won the Stanley Cup and you get the number one overall pick in the draft. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, Michael. The wheel. You don't like it. See, I kind of don't like it either. But by the same token, like Buffalo, as an example, they got the number one overall pick last year. They have better lottery odds than the New York Rangers do this year. And that's fucked up. That's not right. The Rangers have a better record. No, the Rangers don't. The Rangers just went to overtime a lot. I just sinned the lottery. Just, the Rangers got the first overall pick, so fuck just yeah. based on the, the, the problem you have then is not with the lottery. It's with the overtime and shootout lost points. Correct. I have lots we, of problems. Which you okay? and I both agree is dumb. Loser points are dumb. If the Rangers say, don't get that goddamn... You're saying it before it affected the Rangers before anyone gets any ideas. I've been saying this for a while. Oh, An OT loss and a shootout loss is dumb. I also am of the opinion... That if you if there's no goddamn winner after overtime, call it a tie. Some games are ties, Joe. Tie it up. Tie it right up. Bondage. And then you get one point each. Because it's not worth as much and you let everybody down. That's good. That's a good thought process. Um, Fish Jesus, draft question. Let's say the Rangers are picking between 6 and 9. Who do you hope they pick and why? Also, Ooh. who is picking Knight the goalie in the first round? The Islanders? I know nothing about Knight at Spencer all. Knight? So, uh, yeah, not a clue in the supposed world. Supposed to be the best goaltending prospect in a long time, buddy. Really? Hmm. 
Here's what I I'll tell you. Boy talked to us about Spencer Knight. Am I wrong? Oh, did he? I guess I. No, I you know what? I've Spencer Knight. I've com- taken that entire episode and thrown it away when you said that chicken parm is the the bread for pizza, the the dough of pizza. Do you, you remember even that? Said it wrong. You're just you're just hurtful. Because I'm I'm just I'm trying to forget, Michael. I, was I have to forget. A parallel between chicken parmesan and pizza. Why? Because they have similar elements. They're not the same. I, I mean, they do, but it's completely different. It's completely different food. I didn't say it was the same thing. It's completely different. This is just like when you put Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier, you had him at the wing. You don't even remember which one I had at the I don't. Year. That's how crazy it was. Because you wanted to win games. I, w- I would piss on you like you were an anti on the show. You know what? Once again, here we see you've upset Kaylin. I did She's say that. She's trying to put the pacifier in the, her That's mouth something. the wrong way. She's Aww, putting the Kaylin. back of it into her mouth. Princess, that is not the way that it goes. Uh, I think Trevor Zegris is Trevor Zegris is the guy for me. If the Rangers Ooh, don't win the like lottery, Zegris. that I, and I want him really from three to eight. I want him no matter where the Rangers pick, unless they pick one or two. Him or the uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely butcher this name. Okay, so I don't want to hear this bullshit. Oh, Pod Colson? Yes, there it is. Yeah, that's that's my so, boy. Because Pod Colson. I'm all in for Russians now. Pod Colson is let probably it, my number three. If the Rangers win the lottery and they don't get the first two picks, yeah, yeah. Pod Colson is my number three. Then it's Zegris. And, That's my and then list. Then it's Zegris, Hell or High Water. Yep. Hughes, Kako, Podlizgin. Pod Colson. Pod Colson, Experience. Phonetically, and people. And then uh, Zegris. That's my guy. I think Ze- I was talking to Adam about Zegris the other day. Yeah. And Ad- here's how Adam referred to Zegris: It's Derek Stepan with a bunch of power-ups. Which how could I mean, you not want that? I like it. He had 92 penalty minutes this year. Yeah, for he's the, a he's a goddamn boss. A little, 78 little points in 54 there. games. Yeah, and bit. you know what? I, you know what I also like about him? Uh, New York native Joe. From Bedford, a New York, and he's going to Boston University. So Quinn, Quinn Boston. very well may have recruited him. Actually, anyway. Yeah. All right, KK, you're right into the microphone. Um, but yeah, I would I would say Paul Colson just because I am fascinated by this idea of developing, you know, these prospects together because I do think it does make a difference when you have a bunch of guys who come from a similar place and speak a similar language, and you know, having the idea of like. Kravtsov with with Pod Colson, like it's fun, man. Like, uh, and I know that Pod Colson's a, win- a winger, and I know that both Panarin and Kravtsov are wingers as well. But you know, so is Booch. I just, I just, I'm of the opinion that like you want, you know, all the scattering reports on Pod Colson is that he's a, a well balanced winger that has you know s- significant offensive upside. You know, he also you know he has decent size, but the thing that stands out to me is like. He's done very, very, very well with uh, Russia's junior team. You know, only I think he only had three games in the KHL this season, but he he put up some, you know, put up some solid numbers while he was down in the uh, the MHL, which is uh, the the league under the KHL. It's the the equivalent of the AHL for um uh, for the NHL. So I I definitely think he's the guy I'm gonna read more about as the draft uh, comes up to, and I you know. I like Zegris too, Joe. I have to admit, looking at love know, me some Zegris. Just two-way centers, definitely, definitely a good deal. Like I'm, I'm all for it. And I know, I know how badly this team needs, you know, a franchise player, a prospect of that caliber. That's that's kind of been what this team has needed for a long time. But 
if we're not picking one or two, that's not who we're getting. So it becomes who else can we get, right? Yeah, it's definitely. If, yeah. Oh, here you go, Joe. If if you could, if you did have the first pick, do you take Hughes or Capo? Hughes, hundred percent. Yeah, I take Hughes. Here's how good Hughes was. He made like Oliver Wallstrom look like a top like three pick, and then Oliver Wallstrom went away from him. And who knows? You know, there could be a lot of things that go into that, but. Um, he's that good. He really is. A two two points a game. He's averaging two points a game this year. Are you kidding me? That's pretty good, I guess. I get that it's the United States Developmental League, but Jesus Christ, the it, kid it is fucking insane. Just saying. Uh, Josh Zarkin, where do the Rangers turn if Panarin goes to Florida to play for Coach Q? Michael, let me try to calm my daughter down. Yeah, that's right, because uh, we learned... Very recently, as in uh, yesterday, the the news started breaking that there was something developing there between uh, Quinville and Florida, and it, uh, it it happened today, I believe. So, if it's not Panarin, it becomes a very different conversation, because Stone is signed up, Skinner is there, um, Matt Duchesne is there. Those are scary options, aren't they, though? But they, they feel so much scarier, Joe, than than Panarin, to the point where, I don't know, man. And I know Duchesne had a great year, don't get me wrong, and Skinner really, I mean, he, he finished with 38 goals, but he disappeared in the second half of the season for, for Buffalo. I mean, you, you want to know why Buffalo has better lottery odds. One of the reasons is Jeff Skinner just forgot how to score goals, kind of. And... It's because of that. Kind of like Chris Kreider. Well, wow. You're just taking shots at our boy. But I don't know. At that point, I think if it's not Panarin, I would seriously look into Carlson. And I know the risks involved. I know. I he has know, half I know, an I know. ankle. Half an ankle. Do you know how good his goddamn underlying numbers were this year? Do you have any idea, Joe? On half an ankle? I wrote a playoff preview for Sporting News about the Vegas San Jose series. And so I took a deep dive into the numbers. He and Brendan Dillon were the best pair at five on five by a mile in this league among D pairs that played a lot. And he was the, he was the cause of it. You play him with a, just an, like a decent NHL defenseman. And he's just going to be a goddamn field general on the ice. I know how old he is. I know he has 1.5 ankles. I know all those things. But if Panarin doesn't work out, I would look at Carlson sooner than Duchesne or Jeff Skinner. I really would. And you know, I know that Shattenkirk's still here, and I know we have too like we have too many D that are signed a long time. All those things are true. But if you want to talk about guys who can turn things around, I mean fucking Eric Carlson, man. Eric motherfucking Carlson. You'd have to think about it, for sure. There's no way that you don't you think about it. You need to at least think about it, I'm just it, right? terrified of what the Rangers are going to do in the event I know. that they I know, don't get Aaron. We don't want to think all. about that, folks. That's the no, real answer. That's the, the actual answer to your question is we don't want to yeah, think, about... think about it. Yeah, we don't want to think about it. Josh, don't put that evil on me. The reality uh, is the Rangers would be definitely a lottery pick team next season. And the right answer there is you fucking tank. And you do it right. Because... You tank right into the penis. Oh, wow. JB Faz one two one Why three. Why did you make it about penises again? You always make it about penises. Swinging penis. Should the Rangers trade Chris Kreider? If so, one at the draft or two at the deadline next year? Um, 
deadline. If you're going to trade him at this point, you, you do it at the draft. Mike is wrong. Yeah. You're going to have you're going to have the most value, the most suitors, teams who think they're playoff contenders who would want Chris Kreider. You do it at the draft. Um, you that dictates the market. You can make an educated decision based off of it. If you don't like what you see, then fine. You wait until you know. You wait until you get to the deadline. Joe is wrong. Chris Kreider hurt his value too much by playing hurt and ruining his numbers. Mike is right. Trade him I, don't, I don't. I don't even know what to say to you. To be completely honest. Furthermore, you talk to him about what his next contract looks like, and you negotiate with him. And if he can sign him to a reasonable deal, you could build a case that Kreider at a super reasonable contract might be worth more than what he could bring back as a rental sell-off. Now let me ask you a question, Michael. Oh, fuck about yourself. this about this particular topic that I think I is like, very important. I don't like you anymore, Joe. When you wake up in the morning, yep. Do you think about how terribly you treat me? Or is that just something that comes naturally to you? That's what I think about when, I, uh, when I'm cleaning myself in the shower and I think about how happy I am about how good I'm doing lately. I'm just, oh yeah, one more thing I'm doing well? I'm putting Joe in the dirt. <laughs> so, to confirm, when you're cleaning yourself in the shower... Every inch of my body. You, well, of course. What else are you cleaning in there? Every inch of my body. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Um... Michael you know Silvers. What, you know what's a dangerous game, Joe, is when you're a bald man like me, and you start using a new razor, and you forget that a new razor is super fucking sharp, and I'm so carefree shaving my head, and whenever I use a new razor, I always just nick myself, because I, I just, I don't give a fuck. I gave myself a little slice of roux the other day. <laughs> I don't, I don't, nothing, what is happening nothing, right now? Nothing bleeds like a scalp. That's that's what no. I'm leave uh, when I was with, nothing bleeds when, like a scalp. When I was in, I'm gonna say I was about ten years old in the Poconos. You know what we played? You and your my Poconos. cousins. Yep. You know what we did, Michael? We played rock baseball. Rock Throw a pebble and take a baseball. stick of bamboo and just swing for the fences. Why was there bamboo? And uh, it was like a bamboo stick. Uh, I don't know. In my head, it's bamboo. It was probably just a long stick in reality. So my cousin throws the old fastball. Joe takes a swing, misses, shanks the rock off the bamboo bat, and slices probably an inch gouge in the back of my head. So we were... Honestly, like we were saying on the last show, like we were in the fucking woods. You know what I mean? Like we were gone Just in the woods. Uh, my cousin, who was older, he was like fifteen. I was ten. Uh, uh, knew enough to rip my shirt off and put it over my head, and we walked the mile back to my house. And the shirt was literally soaked in blood. That's good thinking. So yeah, it was it was great thinking. You're lucky you so, weren't in bear country. Yeah, the uh, well, we weren't in bear country. It just that's we weren't in shark is. shark bear country. They where smell the blood and they come truly, out. Truly, that's a shark, and they're in the water. No, they come out of their tree villages, the bears, and they come down the vines and they come for you in the night. No, well, this is this when is when the what blood this is, is wet and the moon is high. <clears throat> so yeah, that was that was what we. That wet, was my my story about the scalp the scalp bleeding. Michael Silvers, what are the Rangers' top five priorities this off season? Can the defense be all five of them? Number one, president. Penis. Oh, that's a great answer, actually. All right, Mike and I agree on number one. Number one is president penis. Number Number two, two, Panarin. Yeah, agreed. Number Number three, three, cheat tomorrow in the lottery draft. Cheat. Well, yeah, actually, that's priority number one. Nah, president. 
Um, priority number four, again, it's a it's a wide-ranging question. Like, fix the defense. You know, here's the other thing, actually. Priority number four, get fucking Shostorkin and Kravstov over here this summer. Not that we don't assume that's going to happen, yeah, but make it happen. That's the real number three. The n- number four is... Oh... The Buchnevich contract? Right? Yep. Um, because that, that, to me is more important than the D'Angelo contract only because Buchnevich fucking went off in the the second half he of the season, Joe. Off. He like for all the people I'm who stage whispering who and just, how off he went. Who just shit all over your fucking Booch. And what does he do? Sixty four games, twenty one goals. They're doing it now, Mike. I, I mean I, this is the this let is him, the let class. Him go. They don't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the class of person you're dealing with. First of all, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Second of Unless all Unless you're wrong. We know we're right. So let it go. We'll just whisper. Stage whisper. Did you know um, that Quentin Hughes, the player who plays currently for you're Vancouver, popping your peas so fucking hard right now. Is man. the brother of Jack Hughes, who is expected to be the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Pavel Buchnevich. Because um, I did not know that. No, I didn't know that either. I did um, not know they were brothers until today. So I would Adam say I would say Buch is definitely at four in terms of priority. Um, you could make a case for Tony D at five, but yeah, I, I mean, think... What's, what's the deal with, like, Pionk, too? Like, is that five at that point? Well, also, Brendan Lemieux, but, you know, bridge him. Just yeah, who, Lemieux's going to get bridged because um, there is nothing Lemieux can do that would make him more expensive. You know what I mean? Like, Buchnevich could put up 30 goals next year, and that's going to make him infinitely more expensive. Honestly, I think five, I would I would just say as five is you... Figure out what to do with Hank. And I don't mean that from, like, what do you do with Hank? I oh, mean, you sit you know Hank what? down and you go, what, better, like, what do you want to do? That's a better answer than what I was going to Do you want to be... Seriously, do you want to be here? Like, at this point with yeah, Lundquist, yeah, yeah. it's what do you want, Hank? Honestly, what do you want? Do you want to be here? Or do you not want to be here? And I don't mean that condescendingly. I don't mean that no, like are you yeah. not all in on the rebuild. But him, this impacted him mentally. Yeah. I know what you went through. We're, we're going to have a goalie controversy next year, regardless. We will find a team that wants you. That's a Stanley Cup contender. Do you want to be can here play for, for the playoffs? Do you want to be there? Or do you want to be here? Because here's be, the thing. Yeah, I think Lundqvist is concerned because it's been widely reported that Henrik Lundqvist loves the ideology of looking around and saying, wow, those are the greats. When Richter comes or Jockerman comes, actually Jockerman's not a good example because he, he was traded, but when Richter's there and Messier's there, and it's, it's you know, not even Messier, actually, where it's just like Richter and Leach, these lifelong Rangers that have had their numbers hung in the rafters. And I think Lundqvist looks at that, and he wants to be that player. But Lundqvist has already earned all those accolades. He's going to get his number retired. He's going to be a guy that the garden goes fucking nuts when he comes into the garden, regardless of whether or not he asks for a trade this summer. Yeah. So that's all I have to say on that. My my five before I, I like to answer more is was to talk to specifically the kids about the off season and be like, hey, Elias, you got to work, uh, you know, Heedle, put on some muscle, do what you got to do, but you're doing great. Like to communicate to the kids who are here, who, you know, are the prospects who have developed and, you know, whether or not they've taken a lot of strides this season or, uh, you know, kind of maybe lackluster in terms of in terms of their development, sit those guys down, talk to them about what the expectations are and get 
the kids who might not have had a great season to understand like it's a process we're not impatient with you just stick to your game plan work on your game get some rest but keep working on your game but i feel like the the lundquist question is better to the big picture because it also it goes back to the other point we raised with with Shostorkin and it and it circles back to this whole point of you know what happens with with this team and if you know does hank really want to be here and even with the season he had, there will be a team out there that will give something up for him. Like a million percent. And a lot of something, really. It's a great answer. Because I'm super smart. No, you, it was, I, I liked it. You and I both combined for some smart We did. We combined. It was like Neither we of us formed, is a smart man. We, we formed together. Voltron together. We yeah, formed like a, Voltron. Like a two man Voltron. Um, or like the old school Power Rangers where they turned into the dinosaur when they all joined together. That was my. Did they turn into like jam. a big mega dinosaur? Was it one? Yeah, because the red the red ranger became I like the T Rex. Oh, I oh, loved okay. Power Rangers. Oh, God. And then they became a man made out of dinosaur parts. Or it may have just been, there were so many Power Rangers by the end that I actually can't even remember. Yeah, that's what I don't. I I know Voltron because they had like they did like a, it was like a, Voltron's head was like like a little bit of a cat man. He had like cat ears. Good old Voltron. My computer light is blinking. That can't that be good. Can't be good. You have any more much? questions? Yeah, we have just a few. Um, how much? Hang on. Let's just see how much battery Joseph has. How much battery Joseph has? Right now, it is not prominently displayed in the bottom, which I think is insane that it would not be. Oh, I have thirteen percent left. Enough for ten minutes. Okay. Um, we can Wrap do this. Up. Panero in 2020, why do Rangers fans think that Gordon is doing a terrible job and that Quinn won't last? What more do we have to do to make these people happy? The simplest answer, you're not going to make those people happy. That's the reality. The reality is you cannot make those people happy because they don't want to be happy. The same way that the people that shit on Buchnevich or D'Angelo or whatever it is, they don't want it. They want that conflict. They need it. So that's the point. I think you're you're more than capable of logically saying, you know, I have concerns with Quinn and I have concerns with Gordon, which both Mike and I have done. But to sit there and be like, hey, they're both the worst things in the world. You're no, like, no, Michael. Yeah, I don't know. I heard I heard some type of like a a no, steam. Yeah. I think going on. It was off. a sink. It wasn't steam. It was a, um, it was a steam of just Mike may not even be there anymore because of the steam. The Go for it. There's the steam. Is Mike being steamed to death? No, Mike is not being steamed. Is he? Um, is there steam in his face? I'm worried. No, my girlfriend is pouring herself a glass of water because she doesn't feel good. Now, now, how do you feel, Joe? I hope she feels better. You hope she feels better. Well, maybe so she should make that water into steam slash tea because tea would make her feel even you're more. You're still better. a son of a bitch. I. The thing is, there there are the people who are upset with Gordon and the people who are upset about things about the team. There's there's nothing you can do for those people. They're always going to be upset, right? Um, the thing is, Gordon has made some great moves and some concerning moves. moves. I mean, why is that not okay to say? Like, there's no general manager who has a spotless, perfect track record. That that general manager doesn't exist in in the league. There are teams, you know, who who we celebrate and and applaud for their trades, and then they make just goddamn boneheaded trades. So, and boneheaded waiver claims and boneheaded signings. Like, the Sharks, who have maybe the best team on paper in the Western Conference, picked up what do they do? Like Michael Haley on waivers. Like, what the fuck is that? What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, like that—that that sort of stuff just is just 
it happens, right? So you can never please anyone all the time. Is this, uh, you can't please everyone all the time is the answer. Final question. Is it because my, my I now have 10 minutes left, the battery, yeah. is, and I don't even know where my charger is, actually, which is probably not You're a good thing. You're just an irresponsible podcast. Yeah, today was a terrible... I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Today was bad. <laughs> just get um, to the question before... Andrew Metric. Is the entire organization at fault for allowing injured players to play in non-critical games? Fuck yes, they are. We talked about that on the flagship. They should have never once been... been pl- never once should Crider or Fast have been put out there. Never. Short answer is yes. Michael, do you have quickly read off the patrons? Yes, I will. I have it ready because I'm a good, good boy, but and everyone thinks just read it. Me. Trevor Kempner, Toy from Manhattan, Thomas Osa, Tall Guy Rob, Stink Fleeman, Panerwin 2020, Mike Offit, Michael Silver's mediocre, Keith Franchillo, Joshua Zarkin, Jordan Sassone, Sassoni, Sassone, Johnny Olo, John Reppy, James Dangles, Igor Soslovsky, George Littman, Gabriel Vargas, Fancy Lawrence, Eric Carlson, Eric Cohn. David Singer, Danny Santiago, Daniel DeGen, Dane Carosi, Chris O'Connor, Chris Habibi, Bob Kawa, Beezer, Arch Williams, Anthony Viola, Andre Chicagov, Amriel Kistner, Al Gardner, and Aiden Gaspar. We love you all. If you don't give us your address, we can't give you stickers. So Or mugs. Or which mugs. I'm actually going to send out very shortly. See that, bitches? You're not going to get that right. otherwise. Thanks for listening, people. Joe's love you all. Laptops Bye. can die. Bad host. Terrible host. Lovely man, though.